the World Nomads podcast bonus episode. Here amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. Welcome to this episode featuring amazing nomads, or in this case, it's amazing these nomads are alive. <laughs> Look, your honeymoon is supposed to be the most jo- joyous time of a young couple's life together and, you know, set things in stone for the way you're going to be living on. But as uh, our next guest revealed, their year-long honeymoon was travelled by disaster after disaster, <laughs> including being rescued more than once. Yes, they are World Nomads insurance customers, but we love them anyway. Welcome, Leah and Jeremy Garcia. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Oh, well, thanks for fessing up to everything that happened to you, I think I've got to say first. <laughs> well, wouldn't we know if they were you were claiming some of these disasters? Yep, we've made a few claims. You guys took care of us, yeah. and uh, we appreciate you allowing us to continue to purchase <laughs> World Nomads for our next disastrous trip. <laughs> I can recommend a couple other companies for you if you really want. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, look, first of all, a year-long honeymoon. It's a pretty brave decision to go away for that long. What was behind that? So we got married. We were like 25. And I had known personally that I wanted to take a a long trip. I wanted to, like, spend some time traveling. I'd known that since I graduated college. And so when I met Jeremy, I think I told him on our second date, I was like, hey, just so you know, in like a year, I'm going to leave and go on this long trip. And he was like, oh, cool. And I was like, do you want to come? And he was like, yeah. So we kind of had this, like, idea, you know, at the time it seemed like I was just talking, but I was, like, fully committed. And then about a year and a half later after we got married, we were in our, you know, mid-20s and we thought, this is the time. This is before we have kids. We don't own a house. We don't have a car. Um, we're at a point in our careers we can take off and do it. And if we don't do it now, there's a chance we never chance to do it. Yeah, so what was the plan? Where, the, where, where was on your list? Where were you trying to go? So the plan was that we were going to do, we were trying to decide between um, Southeast Asia and South America, and eventually we landed on South America, and then we had this really out of out there, the worst, idea. the worst idea, where we thought, you know what, after all of this, I'm sure that we're going to have the uh, health and the physique to do the Appalachian, the Appalachian Trail. We literally thought that after four or five months of backpacking in South America, we would be qualified to through-hike the Appalachian Trail, which, if, you know, if you've seen a picture of us, you can just tell, like, that's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> that did not happen. Um, but we did spend a wonderful four out of six months in South America, um, and then we spent some time in Europe, some time in Central America, and some time road tripping around the United States as well. We saw uh, the Apple Trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you flew over it, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, so come on. Now, now you, you admit that you're both a little accident prone, and as you've just told us, you're, you know, not sort of, you know, the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie oh, types, right? Oh, oh. come on. <laughs> so what happened? So you, you had to be rescued. Oh, Kim's just like... Oh, I feel embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> So you're accident prone and unfit. Yeah. Yeah. We had this idea that going on this honeymoon, we would transform into those sort of people that you see on Instagram, like those travel couples that are just like, just really blonde and they have like 25 abs and they're super fit and they do yoga every morning. We just thought that's what it looks like when you travel for a long time. (laughs) We loved Columbia. We had an amazing time. But our very first activity, we were going to do a six day long hike through the jungle La Ciudad Perdida, which is like buried in the middle of the Colombian jungle. Um, and the minute we arrived in Colombia, we knew that that was 
not going to happen because it was like a thousand degrees and we're from Northern California, you know, and we hiked, we hiked a lot. Uh, we had prepared a little bit for the trip. We've gone hiking every weekend, but it was in the Bay Area where the weather is wonderful and it's not hot. And we canceled that hike uh, within the first two weeks of our trip. <laughs> and after that, we really should have taken that as a warning sign. So three weeks later, we are in San Pio, Colombia, which is an adventure town. And Jeremy has discovered this adventurous side of himself. He wants to rappel down this waterfall called Moncuri. Um, and for no good reason, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm on an adventure. I'm an adventurous person now. I'll do it too. Um, and it did not end well. <laughs> Within 10 minutes, I was crying and panicking and had to be rescued. <laughs> and that was just the first of many. <laughs> so how do you get rescued from the middle of a waterfall? What do they have to do? Somebody has to rappel down and get you? Yeah. Uh, so they had, he had to basically throw his own rope down. Which I thought was my rope falling, and I, I was convinced <sighs> I was going to plummet my death. Oh, yeah. He's all rope and, like, snap it on, like, a cart. Person stays in place. Yeah, I mean, I had literally made it five feet down before I froze in fear and had a panic attack and just started screaming. I mean, there's there's GoPro footage from my husband. Um, you can hear me screaming over the waterfall. (laughs) But you know, in actuality, I was safe the whole time. Like (laughs) I was never in any danger. Somebody rebelled down and pretty much took me like in their lap, tied their harness to my harness and repelled me down as I screamed in his ear the entire way. Um, And there's this Colombian word that they use for everything, tranquilo. So the whole time the guy's like, tranquilo, tranquilo, like you're fine, we're not going to die. And I'm screaming and I get to the bottom and everybody's like, tranquilo, you're alive, you're good. And finally, you know, after I like stopped crying eventually and stopped shaking, I asked them like, how often does this happen? How many people have you had to rescue? Um, and he just looked at me and he said, the first one. <laughs> and what were you thinking, Jeremy, at the time this was happening? Were you worried about your, your new bride? Yeah, absolutely. I was like, well, this is a really short-lived marriage. And, <laughs> uh, and I I mean, honestly, I stopped and I, I thought, like, I can't help her at all. And it was really tough because she's right next to me. Yeah, you can't repel up a waterfall. You can yeah, only you go one way. <laughs> she's like right within reach, but even if I, even though I can reach her, I don't know how I'm supposed to help her. And so I felt pretty powerless. And um, and so the only thing that I could do was basically repel as fast as I could down, and that's what I did. So he had a terrible time. It was really not an enjoyable adventure for him. You get down, and this whole time you're, you're like freezing because the water's really cold and you're there was all this adrenaline and so I, I hit the rocks and there's slippery rocks and then I, like my legs forgot how to walk and so i'm like i'm like newborn deer walking all the way <laughs> so after this experience you decided it'd be a good idea to have a go at the inca trail to match a picture right <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was so that was actually our last adventure. We had a few in between um, that were also terrible. Um, And so the idea when I created our itinerary was that we would be doing these progressively more challenging hikes. And, you know, we do a couple in Colombia, we do a couple in Ecuador. And by the time we get to Peru, we're going to be so good at hiking that the Inca Trail will just be no problem. Um, and we made it a whole day through the four day Inca trail. Um, and at the end of this terrible day, we'd, we'd basically been about two hours behind our group the entire time. <laughs> just, and so we finally arrive. It's after dark and our guy pulls us aside and very nicely says, look, we've been tracking your time. It's not great. 
uh, here are your options. You can just swallow your pride, turn around, hike back, take the train to Machu Picchu, and we'll meet you there. Or you can start hiking at 4 in the morning, and you'll arrive at about 8 p.m., and this is day two. So this is Dead Woman's Pass, 13,000 feet of elevation, and you're just climbing stairs up all day. Um, so we'd be hiking for like 16 hours, and we just, at that point, this was like five failed hikes in. We just looked at each other. And I had, I had told Jeremy we shouldn't be doing this. So this is, this is like a point of contention in our marriage at this point. He was like convinced we could do it. And, and I like looked at him and I was like, you really want to hike at four in the morning to 8 p.m.? And we were just like, no, screw it. In so my, in my defense, back. in my defense. So what did you do? You said screw it. Did you just um, hike back down? Yeah, we yeah. turned around. Uh, they, they, they sent a guide with us. Yeah, they sent a guide with us, and it was it was a little bit awkward because I think most people that do the Inca Trail, I think that's their destination. It's just the Inca Trail, and then and they're all really well prepared. I yeah. mean, we were the we. It was like we showed up to a CrossFit gym in like stained sweatpants, holding a donut, and everybody else was like super, super fit. <laughs> so that we can get by, you know, we speak enough Spanish, we've done enough, and they assumed that we needed a guide for the two days remaining or three days before we would take the bus to Machu Picchu. Uh, so they sent us with a guide, and we were basically, like, hanging out with him for three days. And we had to put him up, and we felt yeah. so bad because we were backpackers. Went to the cheapest, like, dingiest hostel that we could find, and we were, like, $5 a night for a room. Perfect. And our guide took one look at it and, like, went to the luxury hotel down the street and was like, I'll see you guys in the morning. <laughs> like, here's the train station address. We'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. Are you making me laugh? That's Seriously. That's so cool. But tell us about, about something that you did where you needed the help of World Nomads. There's nothing we can do to help with that, is there, Phil? That's just no. like bad luck, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so these are all processed. Um, so, please, you know, please don't punish us. But I think one of our favorite ridiculous adventure horror stories was the, the BMW in the castle. Um, <laughs> after... After South America and after our Inca Trail failure, we literally went back uh, home for a week and then we booked um, a, a ticket like the next day to Europe. We were like, you know what? Backpacking didn't work out. We're like, it's going to be fine. So we fly to Europe and it's like, you know, December and it's Christmas markets and everything's so, you know, so different. And so we go to France. This is January. We had a, an idea to do a road trip. And they upgrade us to a BMW. Like free of charge, and we're so excited. We're like, oh my gosh, like we've been backpacking for five months at this point. A BMW is so exciting. And we neglected to think about the fact that a large car in France is actually really more of a hindrance than anything else. Um, so we, we are trying to drive through Nice. We're trying to navigate through um, the parking lot. And we're like trying our hardest, like, make sure you know nothing happens this car um and then we somehow and i don't even know what happened but we noticed the next day that our our like um the front light was kind of cracked and we don't we have no idea how this happened we don't know if it was us we don't know if it was another car we we may have parked it but like i have no idea it just was cracked. And I'm like, oh, God, like, this is expensive BMW. Like, luckily, I had a different insurance as well. So I was like, okay, we're covered on two different insurance. We're okay. And so I told Jeremy, like, let's keep going. Like, you know, it's just 
it's just a cracked headlight. It's not the end of the world. You know, we can we can get this covered. Let's keep going on this this road trip. So the whole idea of the road trip is that we can do whatever we want. So we see this castle off in the distance, off the highway. And we're like, okay, let's, this is an adventure. We're in a car, you know, it's a castle. We're in France. Let's do this. So we start driving towards the castle. Um, and we put it in our GPS and we're just following this like British lady is telling us to keep driving. There's like this like creaky gate that we drive through because it's in French. It probably said do not enter, but we have no idea what that looks like in French. Um, and then we keep driving and suddenly we, we look around and we're like in this castle. We're like, like in the courtyard. We're <laughs> in the courtyard of the French medieval castle. We have no idea. There's nobody around. There's no people. We have no idea how we got here. But I see, I see like a no a no parking sign, and I'm and I think if there's a no parking sign, clearly there have been cars in this vicinity. So maybe if we just keep going, and I look over, there's like a little arc of a hill, and I see the tops of little houses, and so I think houses, of course, there's going to be a road. Not realizing that in medieval towns they all they walked everywhere, so we go over the hill and through this tiny little archway to get to these houses, and then it's just a walking path. And now I'm just. Stuck. Because they don't build medieval yeah. castles for cars. Now I'm just stuck on this hill in this, like, next to this mountain. So I'm, like, so my, my default is just to scream and cry. So I'm screaming and crying <laughs> in, like, the passenger seat. And Jeremy's like, we're going to do this. I'm going to do this. He starts backing up this gravel hill. <sighs> it was terrible. It was, like, sand. We're, like, sliding, and he's backing up inch by inch. And I'm like, oh, this is, we're going to ruin the CMW. We made it out without a Rash. I have no idea how. Like, the castle did nothing to that car. So we ended up filing for, like, the mysterious taillight out of nowhere and getting that covered. And, like, nothing happened with this castle that we definitely, like, should have, by all means, that should have killed us. So that was a weird one. You think? <laughs> I don't really know what happened. There. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and then the other really big one that you guys helped us out with so much was actually a family issue. We had my grandfather, he's 93 years old, and um, he's generally been in very good health, you know, as long as I can remember. And we, this was actually a couple weeks later while we were still in France, we got a call from my dad saying that my grandfather is in poor health. He's in a hospital. He's not doing well. And he's 93. So we're like, this is it. We got to go. So we immediately book a flight back to California. We're going to go take care of my grandfather. We cancel everything. Um, World Nomads took care of the whole thing, helped us out with everything. It was so helpful. And we get there and my grandfather is like fine. He's like screaming at nurses and orderlies at the top of his lungs. He's like shrieking. He's literally, I think it turns out what we realized a few weeks after taking care of him is that he'd almost like exaggerated it for sympathy. And like, it it was like this whole human saga where we kept having to go and take care of him. We'd we'd leave and we'd be like, okay, bye, Grandpa Bob. You're going to be fine. We'd leave. We'd fly back. And then two weeks later, we'd get a call. Grandpa Bob's dying for real this time. Come back. We'd fly back out. We put him on hospice because he was, I mean, he was dying. He was 93. We put him on hospice. And it was all exaggerated. He faked his own death, essentially, so that we could basically come and take care of him and he could be waited on hand and foot and he we just saw him recently he just celebrated his 96th birthday <laughs> he, he's aging backwards <laughs> i think he did this as an excuse because he was tired of eating healthy and every time we see him he's like jeremy i i got you gotta get me cold beer i need cold beer and 
give me Chips Ahoy yeah. and Carl's Jr. sandwich. Always the Chips Ahoy. Yeah, and he's, I think he's living off of preservatives now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's great. He's doing um, well. yeah. I love Granddad. Oh, we love Granddad. Oh, that's yeah, he's awesome. Great. <laughs> so look. Um, so we have we have one more claim that we filed with you guys. Um, we were in Costa Rica. And this is at the tail end of our disastrous road trip, or sorry, disastrous honeymoon. And uh, Jeremy had developed this. Jer- Jeremy, it turns out, is is more much more adventurous than I am. But I don't have the skill or the athleticism to back it up. <laughs> yeah, he just likes it, and I hate it. Uh, it turns out. So Jeremy decides to go whitewater rafting. He's he kind of set it himself a goal to go whitewater rafting everywhere that we went in South and Central America. Um, and I went whitewater rafting once, and I hated it. So I never went again. And so it's like the last week of our honeymoon. And he's like, come on, babe. It's what, two, three level rapids. It'll be fine. It was a two, yeah. It was, all right, whatever. It was a two. It felt like a five. Um, so he's like, this is going to be great. So I'm like, fine. This is the last time I'm going to do this. If I hate it, I'm never doing it again. So I sign up for it. We go whitewater rafting. I hate it so much. The entire time I'm, I'm having just this like three hour long panic attack. I swear I'm going to die. And sure enough, the next day, I have an ear infection that my whole head feels like it's going to explode. Like one time I try something adventurous and I get this horrible infection. So I had to delay our trip home, literally the last flight of our honeymoon. I have to delay it. I have to book another hotel in San Jose. I have to go to the hospital to put a shot in my butt. It was awful. (laughs) Like the last possible week this happens. And that that was our like final like nail in the coffin of our honeymoon. (laughs) Oh, so great! What a great. <laughs> but look, story. it hasn't it hasn't put you off traveling. You still you still, you write a travel blog and you love it, right? Yeah. yeah it turns out, um, I really do love it. And after we got back from our trip, I I couldn't give it up. I tried to go back to work, and I sat down at a desk for like five minutes, and I was like, No, I can't do this. I have, I just want to go travel. So Jeremy teaches full time, um, and I'm a full time travel blogger. So, um, you know, I, I do, it turns out, still kind of have to put myself out there and do some adventures because our readers really love hearing about times that I have an awful time. Yeah. Um, they love our fails. They love it when things go really bad for us. Um, so we still, we can't avoid it anymore. We've crafted it into our blog and now we're kind of stuck with it. Um, but we always book World Nomads anytime we go anywhere so that, you know, when the inevitable happens and it always dies, we're covered. <laughs> Plus, it's so accident prone to that constant stream of content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a point of difference. Like, there we were so, in Bali. So many travel bloggers, you've got to have a point yeah. of difference. And I know it's so honest about it as yeah, well because exactly. it's not always great, is it? No. As you said at the start exactly. of the chat, Leah, you know, you think it's all Instagram looks beautiful, but the reality is very, very different. <laughs> exactly what we wanted to to kind of get across with our blog and with our instagram we're really like we don't want you to look at us and think oh wow they're living this perfect life we want you to look at us and kind of be glad you're not living our life a little bit (laughs) um and maybe see yourself there a little bit like we're just the worst travelers and we we have fun anyway but nothing ever goes as planned 
gold. Love that chat. We will have a link to the blog Practical Wanderlust where you can read all those stories which ultimately filmmakers feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Plus, I think this episode actually calls for a shameless plug for World Nomads Insurance. Yeah, indeed. Look, some people uh, may be surprised to hear that uh, with all the really good stuff that we do, all the things we publish, podcasts and videos and written content, we sell travel insurance. <laughs> um, in fact, that's our sole means of conducting business. We don't book flights or so ho- hotel beds or anything like that, just travel insurance. You can come directly to our site at worldnomads.com and follow the links. But if you go to Jeremy and Leah's site, Practical Wonderlust, they're um, affiliate partners of ours. So if you buy the insurance through them, they will get a little commission from us as well, which is our way of saying thanks to people who love travel as much as we do. And if you like the idea of being an affiliate partner, Uh, why not get in touch at podcasts at worldnomads.com? Indeed, we'll send you the links to that too. All right, we must not forget this. Yeah, here at World Nomads, the information we provide about travel insurance, it is brief, I can't deny, doesn't take into account your personal needs, and doesn't include all terms or conditions, you see, or limitations, exclusions, and termination provisions of the travel insurance plan described. Now listen, coverage may not be available for residents of all countries, states, or provinces, carefully read the policy, available at World Nomads. For full description of coverage, it's time to check it out. Let's go. Yo, 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 yo. (laughs) Disclaimers have never been so entertaining. (laughs) Next week, what's happening? Uh, We're going to go to France. Now, don't forget, you can get us by subscribing to us on iTunes. You can download the Google Play app. And you can also yell out to... um, Alexa uh, and uh, Google Home. Play the World Nomads co- podcast and they will. Codpast. Codpast. I wonder what that would deliver up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was either that or podcasts. <laughs> Play the World Nomads podcast. Enjoy. See you next time. Bye. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.